Hello and welcome to this Blast From Our Past bonus episode. I'm Adam, and it's just me today. Last episode, John and I talked to Corey Stevenson, who is a buddy of mine, and we talked for a long time about Monster Squad and the real Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters in general. Corey has an immense amount of knowledge around Ghostbusters. I think he knows more about Ghostbusters than I know about myself. Because of that, we ended up going on a lot of different tangents and just talking immensely all over the place. So this episode is a lot of the cut content that we had from both the Monster Squad movie review and the Ghostbusters discussion and a little bit from the Ghostbusters casting portion. Please excuse that I haven't really edited much of this, so it's a little bit rougher than normal, but I wanted to make sure this content got out because it's really good stuff. Corey knows his shit, and so I wanted to uh, get this out there in case anyone wants wanted some more information and wanted to just some more content from what we talked about. I do recommend for you to make sure to listen to that last episode before this one, because then you will kind of understand the context around each clip. Uh, I just kind of have them dropped in kind of back to back uh, with a little bit of lead up. So hopefully you guys can understand where they're coming from. Please enjoy. Even bad practical effects, I think, look better than bad graphic effects. I agree with you. I think, yeah, the, the majority of the populace out there agrees but movie studios just, you know, want to save the money. And why sh- shoot for months when you could shoot for days and then just send a team to sit in front of a computer and make it? It sucks. We need to push back for practical effects because I agree. They look cooler, like robotic. The, the robots, go back and watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. And those robotic dinosaurs look ten times better than Jurassic World, which look like trash because you can pick out the fucking uh, CGI dinosaurs like crazy. They, they, they shot that vortex like they were proud of it. So the date is tomorrow, and they have to get this stone and this amulet destroyed or get this vortex going by midnight. By midnight. Now, the question is, is that midnight Germany, or is that midnight... I guess it's wherever the gem is, probably. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't wouldn't be Germany, because they were in Transylvania. Yeah, you're right. right? (laughs) Which is Romania. But they're they're speaking German. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's it's rot with inconsistency. (laughs) Um, Come on, Shane. Yeah. There's nothing I really hate more than than when they try to spoon feed me things that I should probably already know. I mean, if it's if it's integral yeah. to the story that I've not heard or is not a famous, well known story, yeah. I don't particularly like being spoon fed. Like when Zack Snyder gives you the the how Batman became Batman again for like the seventh time, and you already know that fucking story a million times, and you don't need it, and just cut it from your three hour fucking <laughs> movie already. I don't need that shit. Zack Snyder sucks. Uh, okay. Damn it, Martha. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Martha. Yeah, no, absolutely. This this uh, this movie assumes you know your shit, and yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, why I like the movie... Uh, sorry, I'm just going to go off on this. We can cut this out if we want yeah. to. That's why I liked the movie uh, Mad Max Fury Road, because mm-hmm. it was a lot of exposition for very little dialogue. Because mm-hmm. it didn't... It didn't... It didn't spoon fade me anything. That was the only reason I... Not the only reason I liked it. I thought it was a really good movie, but... Yeah. I really appreciated it not uh, I really appreciated it not like trying to hit me over the head with exposition and then, like how we got here and try to get yeah. it. I, I like it I, I honestly we can cut this but like Fury Road I love Mad Max the idea that like just p- different people tell different stories of him you right. know and then you don't have to have consistency to it you know you just need him in the car all the right. time you know yeah. so like even if they do a sequel I don't want it to have anything to do with this like the last one just make it different another re- he's the man with no name he's he's yeah. you know right. he's the gunslinger yeah. just do that yeah. but if they never do another one I'd be happy because Fury Road is fucking perfect yeah yeah yeah. um 
You know, I, I honestly, honestly, going into this film, I didn't have much expectations. Um, but I did. You get those some of those moments, and they they made me happy. Being like, okay, I'm a I'm a 32 year old man right now, watching a movie that, in no right, should I be enjoying. Because if unless I watched it as a kid and I'm getting that nostalgia factor, um, but it had enough of those moments that was that made that fun. And then you got to figure too, it's it's pre Buffy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think movies like this is what what created concepts in Buffy, like the Hellmouth. We're talking about like why 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 are things happening in this town? Mm-hmm. And then that's probably what Josh mm-hmm. Whedon was wondering the same thing. So then the concept of like okay, it's a Hellmouth, but now mm-hmm. we live in a world where we have to expect there to be a reason to have magnetic pulls to things. Right, but yeah. back then. We didn't really care. And then now, too, everyone would just say, oh, you got to do this thing on consecrated ground or or whatever, you know. But it was just kids. They were like, oh, we go to church, you know, because we don't know why. But monsters usually don't like, you know, Mm -hmm. I I liked all that stuff, especially now in a post-Buffy world. We have these terms that that were explained and we have to we understand them, you know. But Mm -hmm. back then we were kind of figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And by we, I mean Shane Black, not me, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the kids and the uh, but yeah, the vortex closes up. Uh, we get the military comes. They are a little late. Well, we did. We didn't uh, address that Eugene sent a letter. Oh yeah. To like in the middle of the movie, like I think it was around the time where they established that they're the Monster Squad. Like yeah. that's when they say they're Monster Squad. Eugene goes yeah. and mails a handwritten letter to. It says, "Dear Army guys, mm-hmm. like there are monsters here. Come quick. Like that's literally all it says. Yeah, right. And the army comes. Yeah, they <laughs> they eventually come. Uh, but they came too late because the Monster Squad took care of everything. Uh, they end with a sweet line of, we are the Monster Squad. Only seasons one and two are what I go back to gotcha. for real Ghostbusters. Well, luckily, at least because this is on Netflix right now, uh, and so you can watch everything from the real Ghostbusters on Netflix. Yeah. And season one had 78 episodes into it, and seasons two and the rest only had like, somewhere between 8 and 13 for each episode or for each season which was kind of funny but that first season has huge. a shit ton of because I think they made it for syndication they made yeah, it like yeah. 13 episodes for, for airing and then mm-hmm. the rest were for syndication yeah exactly which is crazy yeah. Then you have famous writers all working on the show, like J. Michael Straczynski, who went on to do Babylon Five mm-hmm. uh, TV show and went on to write a bunch of comic books. Yes. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's done quite a few things. Yeah. The other interesting casting thing was, according to Ernie Hudson, mm-hmm. who plays Winston in the movie, he auditioned to be in the show, and was beat out by Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Arsenio is, was like, this is the height of Arsenio's power, right? basically, uh, or around this. When, when did his show come out? It was, I feel like was was his... Early Ars- 90s? Yeah. It would have been early 90s so this because was... he famously had Bill Clinton on, yeah. so that would have yeah. been about 92. Yeah, so he was you. still, I think at this point, he was like a comedian, but I don't yeah. think he was like big at yeah. this point. Well, I mean, 86, but uh, he would have been in, like still known as yeah. Eddie Murphy's sidekick. He yes. was, I think, uh, coming to America, coming to America yeah. probably out at this point. And some of the other ones. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely a bigger name than Ernie Hudson. So, so did you guys grow up watching this? Were you? So a- I-, I think you know Ray Parker Jr. needs as much fucking you know money, money as he can because he hasn't he, done shit. Well, that, and then he got sued by. Uh- no, no. Why? Well, there's this great show called, uh, great Netflix documentary called Hired Guns, and it's about people. It's about like bands, like like uh, just take a, an artist, and he kind of does all his own stuff. But when he goes on tour, you need people to play. You right, know, yeah. the, the so 
this documentary called Hired Guns is about these awesome guitarists and drum people who no one knows about because right. they just play as the backup people. And one of them is Ray Parker Jr. Okay. And they talk to him and they interview him and everything. And it's actually a really interesting oh. documentary. Well, Very he cool. was he was uh, famously sued by Huey Lewis in the news because mm. the theme to Ghostbusters sounded. I watched two from episode, season one and then one from season three. Um, oh, you got some Coulier in? Yeah, I got I got yeah. a Coulier in. I wanted to watch like a mid one, and yeah, they were they were good. Yeah, they're like uh, the Boogeyman episode in particular. Like the way they the way that they drew the Boogeyman was uh, very that wasn't what I was expecting. He had oh. a gigantic head, yeah. and a tiny like a yeah. goat legs. It was really funky, but it was it was fine. It was uh, it was cool. Like it, the the animation in general on this show was I think lacking was a bit weak. It wasn't as strong as some of the other even even some of the other cartoons at its time. It just seemed like it was like just kind of like not not great drawings. There were some episodes that were much better than others mm-hmm. as far as art goes mm-hmm. and there was an episode where they accidentally busted the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future mm-hmm. and then they have to go Egon has to go into the Ecto I'm sorry Slimer I think goes into the Ecto Containment Unit to find him. One, it's, it's one of the two so there's two two points in time where Slimer has to go into the Ecto Containment Unit mm-hmm. you know and actually you see what it looks like in there and there's other ghosts in there doing stuff um there's like ghosts that you've seen before, but they never bring in like Gozer or anything. Although right, they yeah. never they didn't bust Gozer, so that no. yeah, yeah, so that wouldn't she wouldn't be there anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's some funny lines I want to bring up uh, in the first episode. I ended up watching like the pilot. Uh, and then like a mid one in season one. And did then you, did you three. watch Citizen Ghost? I did not watch Citizen Ghost, but that was on like the list of ones to watch where you get a lot of like backstory of like Slimer in general and some other stuff. As so, so Citizen Ghost, when I was a kid, I saw it like one time and for me it became stuff of legend. So, so Citizen <laughs> Ghost, for if you, those of you who don't know, um, if you have the Time Life DVDs, which I have, it's not even episode one. It's like episode three or four. I think it was probably meant to be episode one, but it's not on there. And it takes place immediately immediately after the movie Ghostbusters. So they come back mm. from, they come back to their whole, the firehouse destroyed. You know, mm. they address why the containment unit is different in the cartoon because they mm. rebuild it and they build it bigger. Yeah. And they address why they have new costumes. Yeah. All of that was in Citizen Ghost. And as a kid, I was used to cartoons based on movies, never addressing the movie. I just, I understood like that's how things work. I didn't know why, I didn't understand mm-hmm. laws, but I understand that if something is a cartoon sequel to a movie like Robocop or something, you kind of don't talk about the movie stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that episode, Citizen Ghost, I saw once, I remember seeing it, and to me it became stuff of fable, of legend, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and they eventually fight basically uh, corporeal forms of themselves, like ghost fo- ectoplasmic forms of themselves that they have to fight. It's a really cool episode, um, and I would highly recommend, you know, watching it as... But yeah, you get the idea if you find out how Slimer becomes their friend and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and it was it was really cool. It was actually a cool episode. Nice. You know, it kind of diverts now that we have the whole multi-universe thing, so we can kind of have fun with that. But in my head, it goes Ghostbusters the movie, then it diverges onto uh, uh, the cartoon. And then in my head, I also go, okay, I'll just start reading the comic books. (laughs) But that's kind of like, um, that's for me, that's kind of like the Alien series. For me, Alien goes, another one of my favorite series Mm -hmm. of all time. Aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time. Saw it in the movie with my dad. Saw in the theater with my dad. I was eight years old. Um, Love you, dad. Um, (laughs) And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Terrified me. But... 
for me, canon with aliens goes alien, aliens, Dark Horse Comics. Yeah. Like, so uh, it, I don't take into account Alien yeah. 3 and Prometheus, all that kind of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for Ghostbusters, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. But but my love of, of Ghostbusters comes primarily, I would say, mostly nostalgic from the cartoon. Uh, did you watch uh, Extreme Ghostbusters, which was a follow-up to this show that came out, I think, in 97-ish or something like that? Okay, so I have a lot to say about Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, and it's interesting, I did not watch Extreme Ghostbusters when it first came out. I think I was too old at that point. It was like in the 90s and I was on to other things. Like, I completely missed Power Rangers. I was not into mm-hmm. Power Rangers and stuff. Just uh, last year, for the first time, watched mm-hmm. Extreme Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. That show's really good, and it's fucking terrifying. There was a Cinnabite episode that I watched last night. It's 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 like the second to the last of the the first season, mm-hmm. and they do like a Cinnabite thing, and it's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Um, yeah. Extreme Ghostbusters is it's good and it's scary. Yeah, I never I never watched it at all, so I. Didn't. I I don't even remember hearing yeah. about it. Okay, yeah. So it's not one that I really, I don't remember anything about it. But that's Me neither. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm, I'm viewing it through new eyes. I, I knew yeah. the characters, and, and they're, they're popping up in the, um, in the, uh, the comic book. They're popping up in the board game, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, that was the one part of Ghostbusters I never got into was Extreme Ghostbusters. So seeing it, and it's on Hulu, by the way. It's okay. streaming on Hulu, and I would highly recommend giving it a shot. It's the, the animation is really good, and nice. the stories are, they're a lot more adult. Yeah, yeah, it's well, weird. Cool. That's, that's a good follow up. Then it kind of you know aged with the kids who would watch the real Ghostbusters. Then it did, it did. Although it didn't, I don't think it survived. You know, yeah. I don't know why it didn't survive. It didn't really. Mm-hmm. Since I don't have nostalgic, I don't really look into real or extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah. But it's cool. I would, yeah. I would check it out. Uh, coming back to the real Ghostbusters. It's it's weird of what your brain sort of is, is okay with. You understand? Yeah. You're yeah. like okay, but at the same time, you're like I just accept that this is how things work. Right. Kind of like how the Citizen Ghost episode blew me blew my mind because I was like I I can't. I was like I you're like right. <laughs> I'm, a um, I'm a child. You just said that yeah. it blew you. It right? blew me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, yeah, it, it, and it kind of blew my mind in the same way that as a kid, uh, 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 I was blown away that Karate Kid Two took place immediately after Karate Kid 1. Right. I'd never seen that before. And going into Aliens, I didn't know it was a sequel because it didn't have a number attached to it. Mm. So again, my mind was shattered. My reality <laughs> was shattered when my dad, because my dad notoriously doesn't remember any movie, halfway through the movie he's like, oh, I think I know what this is. And I'm like, you know, now looking back, I'm like, how did you not know it was, you know, right. you know, but, um, um, you know, yeah, but as a kid, I was like, if it doesn't have a number attached to it, and then, of course, what was the uh, the Bill Cosby movie, um, Leonard number, Leonard Part 6? Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Ghost Dad. No, no. <laughs> yeah, let's go into, you know. I did see Ghost Dad in the theater. Um, but do you remember the movie Leonard Part 6, the Bill Cosby? <laughs> oh, no. It's a, it's a weird spoof movie, uh-huh. but it's called Leonard Part 6, but there's no parts one through uh-huh. five, but it's gotcha. like a comedy superhero sci-fi spoof thing um anyways that's a little little insight into to my head (laughs) uh yeah um i want to add one more thing about or i guess another thing about the ghostbusters the sound design was lacking as fuck watching it now you know as a kid when i watched it a few times it it didn't do it was fine you know you let that stuff slide watching it now i'm just like wait a minute you know you're missing a lot of ambient sound here you've got you got (laughs) stuff that you should be putting in here that's that's pissing me off where it's just sounds i mean that's neither here nor there but rewatching it now i was just like Come on, the sound design is lacking. I, I mean, I think the yeah. the quality roller coasters. I mean, in an episode, like there'll be high quality shots, and then there'll be literally the next frame will be terrible. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it kind of. I, I, I'm sure they use different studios, you know. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm.
Because I'm the same as you. I like middle class, you know, yeah. like just normal middle class, you know, working mom, you know, latchkey kid, I guess, whatever, you know, I'd come home, my grandpa was would be there and we'd I'd just watch cartoons. You uh-huh. know? But the real Ghostbusters toys, I did not have the firehouse. I did not. I had Castle Grayskull. I did not have the Ecto-1, but I had a lot of the figures. I didn't like the weird spinoff figures. I liked my yeah. things to be normal. Okay. You know, <laughs> I liked them to be just the way they were. So I had my, I had my Ghostbusters, you know, but I didn't have any of those weird water changing ones later. Although I look at them now and I appreciate how cool they are. I miss that water changing technology that the 80s sort of had. I don't miss slime. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and, and we can't talk about yeah. Ghostbusters. I mean, that's what started the whole slime craze right. of the 80s. And to this day, I can still smell slime. I can. I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I get that smell. And Stinkor. I can smell Stinkor and Mossman sometimes. Like, you know, the care. I don't know why, but I'm like... That's Stinkor. Where is he? <laughs> I, I don't know what the, the, the I don't know what the chemical they used, yeah. but it pops up here and there, and all I can ever think of is Stinkor. But slime, man, slime I, had to have been our parents' yeah. worst nightmare yes. in yeah. the '80s because it got everywhere. Exactly. And yeah, and they just kept spinning it off. Like uh, Nickelodeon took it into like Gak and mm-hmm. or all this other shit. Like it just yeah, they used slime everything. Like this could just really helped slimify everything and slime's actually making a resurgence I think because you can something. make it yourself like, yeah. once you figured out that you can make it yourself like it kind of got big again you yeah. know um, but I mean He-Man had a slime pit like yeah. all these toys had they, yeah. they, they felt like they needed to like put slime in there mm-hmm. and then on top of it to make matters worse for the parents you could get slime for 25 cents in one of those little gumball dispensers you right. know like so it was not even hard to get and a little bit of slime goes a long <laughs> way in ruining things yes <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Especially action figures. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but in the end, like, like, what do you guys yeah. think of uh, Real Ghostbusters? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's it's uh, some of the episodes that I watched that um, that were recommended as like the highest quality ones were actually pretty decent, and I could, wouldn't mind. I didn't watch the Cthulhu one. I kind of want to go watch that one now. Um, and I want to watch the one that you talked about of the Citizen Ghost just to kind of get some of that because that will tie in that flows it sounds to into from the movie that I love and know even better and flow into the rest of the show that's kind of one I want to watch as well so I, I will probably check out a couple more episodes it's not one that I absolutely adored rewatching. He watched quite a bit of it. That's a cool and kid. So <laughs> um, he kind of moved away from it, but that's a kid's attention span. They'll yeah. move from one thing to the next. But he, when I was watching it the other day, he was excited. He was like, oh, yeah, real Ghostbusters. Like, loves it. His favorite thing to do right now is um, after, uh, after at night, after you know it's bath time and he's done, he's taking his bath or a shower. And before he goes to bed, um, we'll either try to, we'll, we'll, we'll try to read him a book. Or make him read the book, since he's eight now and he needs to practice. Um, <laughs> or if we're feeling particularly lazy, we'll watch a short video. Now, there was a while where we would only let him watch Bill Nye. And he loved watching Bill Nye. He's very much into like uh, like engineering and science and stuff, which is good. Because uh, both my wife and I are music teachers. I don't really want him to be a music yeah. teacher. <laughs> I don't want him to go into music. I go, want him to play music. I don't really want him to go into Go music make career. money, kid. Yes, exactly. Yeah, don't be like your parents. Go make money. Um, but... I found a video or series of videos online that were just cartoon intros from the 80s and 90s. It's just a bunch of them back to back. Now, they're not all from the U.S. There's some from England and the U.K., which are ones I didn't recognize. Some of them I did recognize, like Count Duckula or mm-hmm. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. So, and so, um, but he loves it. And so every so often he'll come in and say, I want to watch it. And he'll sing along with a bunch of them. He loves the DuckTales intro. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so do I. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Um, but he, the, you know, and the real Gus Bursa. So that was one that he got into. So I actually was, I sort of offhandedly watched several episodes because he would have it on the TV in the background or on his iPad or something like that. Um, and it was, I was, I felt the, sort of the same way with you. There were some of the episodes were hit or miss. It's definitely worth a rewatch. You will find, you will find some gems in there. Uh, I, you know, I'm a little bit more critical now as an adult. So some of like the bad animation mm-hmm. and stuff, which we found for a lot of the old TV shows that we've gone back and watch were like, Ooh, the animation wasn't as, as good as we remembered it to be. I think for shows like Real Ghostbusters, it helps rewatching them with a, a list or a guide. You know, right. I mean, obviously it's all subjective, but it, it helps because the ones that are bad, man, they're they're bad. You know, like <laughs> well, they, they are. And notoriously, know? most every cartoon that came out of the '80s was designed to sell toys. Right. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily designed for its artistic merit. Right. Um, and which I feel is more so now. I think a lot of the I used to think that the cartoons now sucked. I don't necessarily. I agree with that statement anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily like some of the animation styles that I see now. Yeah, but I, I like that you're, we're getting a lot more variation on the styles. We are getting we're more getting some funky stuff. I think like there have been some animes down the line that have really kind of like made us rethink how kids' cartoons can be animated. Right. Uh, where in like this early you know uh, early '90s, late '80s kind of genre, they all they all looked they all looked like it was the same damn person drawing every fucking cartoon. <laughs> uh, where nowadays, I mean you get something like Teen Titans Go that looks completely different from you know a, the Gumball. Yeah, for exactly from yeah. Gumball from uh, you know just a, a million different ones that current Teenage Ninja Turtles looks very different than other stuff. And I, I kinda think that's cool. They're getting their own yeah. stylistic approach where we all just wanted the same style before well, it's, it's, it's what we got. And it seems like there's a lot less going away from and I could be wrong, maybe just because I'm not a kid anymore, but a lot, there's a lot more going into the episodes now mm-hmm. um, for, I, I guess, merit. Because mm-hmm. um, I can sit down and watch some, you know, like my favorite cartoon to watch when my kids were little, and I'll still watch it whenever they put it on, is Phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb is an amazing show that I, I used to watch it with my son, and then he would wander off. And I would just keep watching it (laughs) because there was a lot of adult jokes that they would throw in there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like watching SpongeBob, except for I'm not a particularly huge fan of SpongeBob. Yeah, but they'll they'll do the same. They 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 definitely design them more with knowing that parents are also watching, and the parents will get bored. Yeah. I think in the 80s, there was a, um, a, maybe a law was passed. I'm not sure where they, they, the government said you can't. It's, there's a percentage ratio that a cartoon had to have that it couldn't be a commercial. Like it had to be 20, 20% commercial, 80% like story. There, gotcha. I didn't research this, but there's <laughs> okay. something out there that, that, that that's the reason cartoons shifted in the 80s and that we have them now which is it's a good thing i think you know right back then you like you said they were just to sell toys but then they were like mm, that's not good though so why don't we <laughs> why don't we pull that rein that in a little uh, bit and right. i think you know i think now we get good stories yeah they're still selling toys we know that we all know yeah. that but we get better stories because of it and i'm that's cool i like yeah. that you know but overall i and if i had to give it a grade i'd give uh the real ghostbusters like a solid b plus I liked the I liked some of the actors in it. I, I thought it was fine, but I didn't love it. I mean, it was a solid six for me. You know, six out of okay. ten. It was, 
And, and mainly because of how they made it not connected to the original Ghostbusters. And now in the comic books and stuff, it's just like they have to do all these things to bring them in in the comics right. and they're doing all these interdimensional stuff. By the way, they the Ghostbusters in the comics have teamed up with the Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, and it's fantastic. And, okay, I was going to say, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It was, it's fantastic on. and they crossed over with real Ghostbusters. So they literally, <laughs> like Egon and Egon look at each other but the artist draws... Um, uh, the real Ghostbusters to look exactly like animation cells and then it's standing right next to a different style art. So if you go pick up the trade, Ghostbusters get real and obviously you'll be getting like in mid-story, but you, you'll you get that arc. Oh, okay. And, and, and really cool. the artwork is fantastic. Cool. Um, but they're trying to bring the girls into the IDW comics now by by crossing over and everything. And what they're trying to do is create one big universe of all the Ghostbusters. And seeing as how the comic book is technically canon, it goes Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters video game, then the comics. That's one timeline, essentially. Right. It's technically canon. That means that the girls, the answer the call one is now canon, but they are in a different universe. Okay. Now they're... If you want to get deep, we can cut this, <laughs> but they're explaining it by basically the one that we see in the movie was the Genesis. The, and there's only one Gozer. Gozer's an interdimensional. So she pops, she goes around. Okay. So there's no different Gozers and different ones. It's the same so, Gozer. Exactly. So when they crossed the streams, what they did was they sent the idea of a Ghostbuster out into the multiverse. And so that's why now you get different, like you get packs, but they're different. You get containment units, but they're different. You get people, but they're different. Okay. Because they're proposing that the idea of a Ghostbuster and the only similarity is the the no ghost logo mm-hmm. is they they basically they touched every plane of reality when they crossed their streams to destroy Gozer, which which now sort of retcons it to be a bigger deal when they yeah. stopped Gozer. And by doing so, they their molecules they were on like a nanosecond from being destroyed. Their molecules touched every plane. Their ideas touched every plane, and that's why we have different Ghostbusters. Sadly. All this could have been so much easier and done if they had just said that the new movie took place in the same universe as the original and the older Ghostbusters, they were just, you know, retired. Like, it wouldn't have changed the story at all. So now even Ivan Reitman is, like, they're they're leading back into, like, this... uh, uh, Everything is connected because that's what people obviously were pushing for. So it, it just seems like there's more work needs to be done because they just made a stupid choice and answer the call to right. make it a different universe. Now they have to do all this explaining and bring, to bring them together. Right. What's on the other end of things, which I'm like you, I'm not a big Paul. Oh, I'm not a big McCarthy newer stuff fan. I'm not a big Paul Feig fan. But I think each individual character that were in that was in answer the call was actually decent. Like they were good, especially uh, uh, what's her name Holtzman, uh, the blonde one. Um, uh, from SNL. Yeah, what's I her name? I can't remember her name. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yeah. She was, she's worth watching it for her alone. Okay. okay. So. Yeah. Uh, and I had not seen it. Although it did, it did do its job. It mm-hmm. put Ghostbusters back into the limelight. Right. And you get, and all this came about because I think it was like, like 10 years ago or something. I remember reading, uh, and they've addressed this before, but like five or six years ago or whatever. <clears throat> They did, they had a third party group, marketing group, like studied and, and went all around the world and, and showed them logos and stuff. And I don't know, like a bunch of like Superman, stuff like that. Right. But like the Ghostbusters No logo was like in the top three most recognizable with like the American flag, with like Superman symbol, and like the No Ghost logo was in like top five or something. Okay. I think Sony was like, what the fuck are we just sitting on this yeah. property for? Right. Like that was, I think that's what that study galvanized 
Sony to move forward with Ghostbusters because they're like, we're sitting on a property that's recognizable the world over. Right. And then they kind of botched it yeah. with the reboot. Yeah. They probably hurried it up too much. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our casting. I think. I mean, I think that's helpful that you have to be able to play off of comedians. Um, yes. I've heard horror stories of uh, uh, you, the guy who played um, the, the Sedgwick, uh, the manager of the Sedgwick in the, the original Ghostbusters. Uh, he, oh, you yeah. Got, yeah, that, yeah, you, yeah. You've seen him in, yeah. in, in the character, 80s. I can't remember yeah. his name. And he talks about how, um, you know, when they were shooting those scenes, it was all improv. And he's very, like, like strictly not. And he yeah. was, like, messing up a lot, you know, because he couldn't keep up with it. Right. And then I think um, somebody kind of yelled about, you know yelled you know got angry about it but bill murray defended him uh yeah. he was like no this guy's not an improv guy we're we're, we're messing with him mm-hmm. don't get mad at him you know right. but i think the point is is that even if you have a straight person like a straight character lace type of thing you need them to be able to understand comedic timing you know right and even if they're playing they have to be able to bounce off of co- comedians especially improv comedians yeah no i think that's a good call i think uh so far i haven't had a, a call that i've hated Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Blast From Our Past podcast. We had a lot of fun with Corey recording. I hope you enjoyed all this extra cut content. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Blast Pass Cast. Please write up a review for us. It's really helpful. Please send us any recommendations for the next episode that you'd like to hear. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.